Hello and welcome to Lavish Hospitality, episode 21. My name is Kimberly Campbell and welcome to my table. This week we are going to be kind of looking at and praying through Psalm 2. So I'm so glad you're joining me. But first, here's a little update of what's going on. Earlier this week, I went to my first trip to the Cumberland Island National Seashore. It is down um, right in between Florida and Georgia off of 95. You can get over there by ferry, which is super fun. It seriously poured the whole time we were on the ferry, but then it was a beautiful, sunny, hot day the rest of the day. So I was very glad for that. It was kind of fun to ride on a boat with it raining. I mean, there was a beautiful double rainbow and just, it was so sweet of God because I was sitting up there and just praying to myself like, God, it would be really cool to see a rainbow right now. And literally I looked up and there was a rainbow. So it was just an immediate sweet answer to prayer, which I really loved and I thanked God for. It was great just to walk around, see the ruins of the Carnegie Mansion and see beautiful nature, like wild horses. There was deer and a wild turkey and an armadillo, which was alive, not dead on the side of the road, which is um, important for the South. Saw crabs, like thousands of crabs and dunes, which were gorgeous, and then just opens up to the Atlantic Ocean. And nobody, I mean, three people, one took my photo, and then another couple came. But other than that, I was on this entire beach, that section of it by myself, which was amazing. And then I walked back, and by that time, I was shuffling because I had been on my feet for like five hours. So I was very glad to have a four-hour drive back to Augusta. But I love being in nature. I love seeing God's handiwork. So it was really neat to go down there and to Jekyll Island um, just to just to be and hang out and rest. It was a great weekend. And then we got back, or I got back, and um, we were going to go to Cherokee, North Carolina this weekend, but it's supposed to be raining a lot. And two-thirds of my other people are sick right now with allergies and just some coughing going on related to allergies because we live in Augusta, Georgia, and there's allergies all the time, I feel like. So, hey, I mean, we'll get to Cherokee and the Great Smoky Mountain National Park another time. But uh, instead, we have a full weekend just doing a dessert board for a kid's party and church and getting ready for my in-laws to come and recording this podcast and hanging out. It's hot this weekend and the pool only lasted for so long and we are ready for school to start. I mean, my boys have their backpacks all packed with their school supplies and we are ready to meet our teachers on Tuesday night and just celebrate the last day of summer on Wednesday. My husband will be off and that'll be fun. So I'd love to hear in the comments kind of what y'all do to celebrate the end of summer and if y'all do anything fun or exciting or what you do to celebrate the return to school. We are going to be praying Psalm 2 together today. Let me give you a quick background of Psalm 2 and then I will read it in its entirety. But Psalm 2 is 
both a royal psalm that David would have written, of course, maybe for his own coronation that would have been used as other kings down the line were coronated. Is that a word? Um, for their reign. And also it is a messianic psalm, which we see because it directly and clearly points to Jesus as the Christ, um, as the future fully reigning king, perfect king of Israel. So it is neat to see that. Most scholars say it is tied into Psalm 1, and we just stuck a break there in the middle. But really, Psalm 1 and Psalm 2 were originally one psalm, most scholars believe. And it's often quoted in the New Testament in Acts, in Hebrews, and Revelation. It's one of the oft-quoted, most quoted psalms that we find in the New Testament and just a quick breakdown of of um, kind of the outline of the psalm. It's only 12 verses. It's short. Um, verses 1 through 3 are the voice of the enemy, those who like rile up against God, who don't want God as their supreme leader. And then verses 4 through 6, you hear the voice of God speaking. 7 through 9, you hear the voice of the anointed who, um, if you believe this is a Messianic psalm, it would be Jesus speaking um, through the writer, King David. And then 10 through 12, we get some application from the narrator again, and we end with this great line of security, which I love. So all that being said, let me read it, and then we will get to praying it. So I'm reading Psalm 2 from the English Standard Version. This is why do the nations rage and the people's plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, let us burst their bonds apart and cast away their cords from us. He who sits in the heavens laughs. The Lord holds them in derision. Then he will speak to them in his wrath and terrify them in his fury, saying, as for me, I have set my king on Zion, my holy hill. I will tell of the decree. The Lord said to me, you are my son. Today I have begotten you. Ask of me and I will make the nations your heritage and the ends of the earth your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron and dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Now, therefore, O kings, be wise. Be warned, O rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear. Rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son, lest he be angry, and you perish in the way, for his wrath is quickly kindled. Blessed are all those who take refuge in him. Thanks be to God for his word. So, Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you that we have the words that you spoke to King David, who was a shepherd who was anointed by you, who was called by you to be the king over his people. But Lord, we know that David was a very human king. He did not reign with perfection. He wasn't a sinless man, but he had failings and weakness and was full of sin, just like we are. So we thank you in advance that Jesus will be king over all the earth, that every knee will bow 
every knee every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the praise of of God the Father. We thank you that that day is coming, and we also thank you that we do not stand in fear of that coming because we are in Christ. And that is how the psalm ends. But I pray, Lord, as we look at the beginning of this psalm, that you will help us not to look only to the people that we see in this world who are rebelling against you, who are setting up their tiny kingdoms against your word and against Christ and his ways. I pray, Lord, that you would convict their hearts, that you would open their eyes that Satan has blinded, that you would tear down their tiny kingdoms, that you would enable them to see Jesus for who he really is, the king over everything. But Father, I pray more importantly as believers, I pray that you would reveal to us where our hearts are rebellious towards you. Because as we grow in sanctification, as the Spirit works truth in our lives, there are areas of our lives, little pieces of our hearts that are not fully submitted to you. It could be what we look at. It could be how we parent. It could be our desires. It could be our sarcasm. It could be um, what we read. It could be what we think about. It could be anything Since we are whole beings, it could be the way we use our bodies. It could be the way we use our minds. It could be what we dwell on in our hearts. Anything that you see in us that does not shine bright under the light of Christ, pray that you would reveal it to us and give us the strength by the power of the Holy Spirit to come before you and say, cleanse me. As David would later say, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. In Psalm 19, that everything that is in my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. I pray for cleansing of our hearts, that we would not live in unrepentant rebellion towards you and towards your King Jesus. God, I pray that you would um, reveal to us where we spend time on our little saviors instead of looking to the one who is our full savior, who is the king over everything, who will reign supreme one day over every heart. I pray that, that we would know and believe that that day is coming but not wait for that day to repent and turn and live under your authority, but that we would live now under the authority of Christ in our lives by the power of the Holy Spirit. God, we know that um, your word says that there will be wrath and judgment for those who are not in Christ, who do not submit to Christ and have him as their refuge. Um, I'm so thankful that you have chosen me to be in Christ. Ephesians 1 says that you have chosen me and bought me and purchased me by his blood on the cross. And I rejoice in that 
Jesus, that I do not have to fear your wrath because I am in Christ. Thank you that your word says in Romans 8 that no one could be against us because Christ is for us. And Lord, that does not give me carte blanche over whatever I want to do to be successful in this world. Has nothing to do with that. Just means that as the end of Romans 8 says, that no one can separate me from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. No one can be against me because Christ and his blood and his love is for me. God, as I've been studying meekness lately, I pray that you would allow me to be meek toward your authority, that I would submit to you, that I would not be rebellious towards you, but I would sit under your submission. I would I would be submissive to you, that I would sit under your authority with a joyful heart, even when things don't go according to what what I think they should be, especially even in light of things of theology and doctrine that people may not line up right with me or whatever. And I just think I'm always right. God, I pray that I would remember that you are even Lord over all the doctrine in the world and all the theology in the world. You're over that, just like you're Lord of the Sabbath. God, you are over whatever I think is right. You're in charge of that. And I'm so thankful for your full authority in our lives. King Jesus, you do have the nations for your inheritance. Not every single person in this world will be saved, but some from every nation, tribe, and tongue will be in heaven, bowing to you, rejoicing in your salvation, praising your name, shouting, King Jesus saves. And I am so thankful. I pray that you would even give us opportunities now to see the nations come to know you. Even in the Olympics right now, I pray for the Christians who are at the Olympics, that they would share your truth with the people around them, knowing that they have this great opportunity to see you shine. I pray that they would not back off from that, but they that they would welcome that opportunity. And I do um, pray that we would not rejoice in those who do not know you because we know the end of their life will be eternity in hell under your wrath and judgment separated from you, the God who loves them, the God who calls them, the God who is gentle and lowly, who welcomes them to come. Pray that we would see them come to Christ so that they will not have the wrath of God come down on them for eternity. God, in all of these things, we want to be wise. We want to live wisely. We want to choose the path of righteousness, as it says in Psalm 1. We want to have the fear of the Lord, which Proverbs is such a great book. We can read that and take away not little tidbits and not promises, but Proverbs that will help us as we journey on the righteous path. Pray that we would serve the Lord however you want us to serve you. May we 
ask you and pray to you. See how you would open those doors for us to serve you. Maybe in our homes, maybe in the church, maybe in a parachurch, maybe at our kids' schools, however you want us to serve. May we serve willingly with an open heart and open eyes to see what you would have us to do. I pray that we would rejoice in Christ, who is the Lord of our salvation, that we would rejoice in knowing you and the fact that you died for us, you lived for us, and you are preparing a place for us to come home and rest in you. Most of all, pray that we would kiss the sun, that we would live in an intimate, close, submissive relationship to the eternal Son of God, who is the reigning and coming King Jesus. God, we praise you and thank you that our refuge is in Christ. And it says, blessed are all those who find refuge in him. And to that end, we thank you for being our refuge in Christ. And it's through his name, I pray. Amen. Pray this is a blessing to you. Go in the peace of Christ. May he uh, reign over your hearts today. See you next week.